Roadshow, episode number 389. My name is John Morgan. Cold Coffee is with me here in Las Vegas at the ever so lovely, beautiful, upgraded, expanded Casa de Cold Coffee as we're getting ready for USC 279 Shemaev versus Diaz. Now, we'll just throw it off the top. We're a little later than we went to. <laughs> we're, 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 here, we're sitting down here to record a little bit later than we meant to, and because of that, we had said, we're going to have a third person with us. We're going oh, yeah, to right. bring another person in the mix. We're gonna, mm. That didn't happen. That no. didn't happen at that point. You know, we, we, talked, to, we talked to Hot T, of course, yeah, Oscar yeah, Willis, yeah. But, uh, and he was down. He was down until we got a little bit later in the day. And then, yeah. and then it wasn't going on. And then the, the other people and then that got were in a little town, bit later. and then it got later, and <laughs> the other options that were on the table, well, they all had dinner plans and things of that nature. So, uh, yeah, we'll just, we'll just say it out there. Not that we really expected – much less, but uh, we closed the show today at our media day with Nate Diaz, who was about two and a half hours late. So, just saying. Just saying. Just and saying. when you figure the last interview ended around one thirty, so he got up there about f- roughly 4.20-ish. It was a little bit before that. I didn't even notice that. There's no way he did it on it was, purpose, He didn't. Right? He didn't. Okay, but, okay. like, it, it, that came through our <laughs> Slack channel because somebody was like, is he really trying to push towards 420? And I was like, no. And by the time at that point I looked, he had been up there for a question or two, and it was like 418. Okay. And I was now, like, that would have well, been pretty funny if he's like, I'm just he, I'm just sticking to the gimmick all the way to the end. That would be good. And it would be funny if, like, he, like – Walk off the stage, check the time, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> some, some, oh, you some collected that DS. audio from him. That was nice. That was nice. That he was willing to do that. Just, yeah, you would know, you mind reading this for me? We're, we're close. We're close That's like cool. that. You know. That cool. <laughs> but no, I thought it's, I thought, uh, I mean, it's hard to say it's worth the wait for anything when you're sitting around waiting for three hours. But uh, he was good. I, I thought he was in a good spirit. He, uh, he had all his boys with him. I think he brought I all of it. 209 with I him. I counted it. 25 deep as they were in the parking lot. So because we had time to stand around and wait, we were all just kind of mingling and, you know, having a (laughs) cup of coffee and talking and chat. So all of a sudden we weren't sure. I thought he might uh, roll up in the, in the real fight ink bus. You know, you've seen that parked out of his house uh, that he's renting, which, which that was, that was the other comical part about the wait, right? Is that the house that he's renting and staying in is literally like walking distance behind the apex. So everybody was just like, you know, we could just walk over to his house right now, maybe get an interview there. To which I'll I'll leave an unnamed PR member to, to to as anonymous, but basically said like. He'd probably love that, actually. Like, if he didn't have to leave the house and you guys could just come to him. Um, but, yeah, that made the, 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 the wait all the more comical because we knew he was literally in a house that, like, we could see from the back of the apex. But So it was funny. Like, as we were standing there, we kept getting updates. Ah, we're here in 315. Ah, now we're here in 345. Yeah. Now we're here in 415. So finally, like, uh, I, again, I thought maybe that real fight ink bus was going to come in. Instead, we got – uh, the the, uh, the 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 barrage of cars came in. There was just a whole flock of cars coming in, a a fleet of them, and they all started emptying out. And and once all the doors had, had opened and emptied and all those things, I counted. And as the smoke had cleared. Oh, I was gonna say I counted 25, <laughs> and it was funny because my my I, I was sitting there and I was watching. I was like, you know what, the first uh, question should be. I was like, I should be like Nate. Could you start out by introducing 
everybody here by name and what their role is and what they're doing here. Like, are these people, like, like why are you is, here? Is everybody here doing a job or are they just hanging out? But it was funny. Like, once they all got set up and as they were kind of mingling for a second, yeah, Nate did kind of back off for a little bit, fire up a little J, take a couple little yep. puffs and come take, on in. Take and, the edge off. And I think that's why he was in such a good mood when he sat down. So you're right. To your point, again, waiting three hours, not necessarily the, the most fun I've had in an afternoon, but he was in good spirits. And you weren't sure how he was going to be. Cause, yeah. You know, when Nick fought last, I said coming in, I was like, there's no way this guy's going to show up. Like, you just kind of knew from some of the early media you were seeing, from the situation he was in. Nate – I kind of always felt like he'd be there. I never thought like he'd no show. And and especially because listen, he's trying to keep himself in a good negotiating position, right? Not necessarily just yeah. with the UFC, but with everybody. And if he no shows, if he pulls, you know, a Ronda Rousey or something, doesn't come to anything, that's not necessarily appealing to future employers. So I thought True. he would at least show point. up and come do some things and 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 continue to drive the narrative, continue to get his message across, but I was like, let's see how salty he's going to be while he does it. And uh Man, he didn't didn't strike me as that salty. No, he wasn't salty at all. I mean, like that was, I guess the 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 kicker. You know, if we waited that long and it was just like the I don't want to be here, you know, mannerisms, then it's just like, uh, then we would have just been like, fuck. We knew yeah. that was gonna happen, right. and we totally got that. But the Nate we got was it was fun seeing him. It was fun seeing him up there smiling. He seemed like he had a good time. But what was funny is, you know, we're like talking about all these people, and you're wondering like, what are the jobs of all these people? You know, you asked him about, you know, whether it was cool seeing all these people. You know, you got all these friends. You're sharing this moment. And he's like, this is like normal. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> I didn't like, I, I didn't even realize. I was like, y'all are rolling especially deep today. He's like, where are we? Like, yeah. I mean, so that brings that brings to mind. And we joke, you know, we talk about, you know, a lot of people, you know, they, they have your boys and you have your boys around. What are what are these guys doing? If if like do they have their own dreams and like aspirations for thing are they part of the real fight thing like who's able to hang out at your boy's house 24 7 don't their girls get mad doesn't their their wife I mean, get these mad? Are real questions you know i mean like and and at some point doesn't nate be like yo motherfucker you've been on my couch for like a week <laughs> you stink go home go home change your draws or something i mean it just you know it's one of those it's good when you know you go to an event or whatever you bring your boys because especially we saw Hamzat show up and he brought his boys. So it was like, cool. Both of them brought their crews. But if you're telling me like these dudes are always with you at some point, do you ever be like, yo, I just kind of want to chill to myself, smoke my weed and like watch TV. Bro. When we used to travel together a lot, by the time I got home, I was like, I need to be a couple of days away from yeah. Coke. Ivory, you I'm know like, I mean? done. I'm done. <laughs> and these dudes are like always there. I'm like, okay. I'm like, I don't know. That's fine. So I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe they pay, they play integral parts of the day to day uh, maintenance of Nate Diaz that we don't understand. He just, but. Man, he just enjoys hanging out. He likes having a crew around, but he was in good spirits. But I would say this, he was in good spirits, but also very, you know, maintaining his realism about the position he's in. You know, he yeah. he understands it. Now, look, there's this narrative, um, and I, I wouldn't even say that it's an incorrect narrative, that the UFC is just doing their best to get him beat on the way out. That's why they gave him Hamzat Shemaev. I don't think that that's necessarily wrong. You know what I mean? Like, it, obviously, if a guy has told you, I'm leaving your organization – as a promotion, your job is not to make sure that, like, he looks as good as he can when On he the leaves. Way out. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, you're not trying to you, – you, you're trying to – you know, so I get what – you know, I don't think that's, in, you know, entirely what's happening here. At the same time, the UFC does need marketable fights. Yep. They do need big headliners. Yep. This is, you know, the, 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 the future Hall of Famer warrior against the up-and-coming undefeated dude that yep. everybody has. The styles are interesting because, look – it does not take a genius to break down what this fight is, right? Like, 
jujitsu on the ground. A hundred percent. Yeah, Hamzat could come in and absolutely steamroll him. I mean, he yeah. could, but Nate Diaz does not make it a habit of getting steamrolled. And yeah. if he's still there and he's there in four and five, and we haven't seen Hamzat go to four and five. You know what happens late, and and I think that is. To, I mean, to me, that may be an oversimplification. I mean, you know, joking aside, I mean. Nate does have really good jujitsu, so if yeah. Hamzat gets on top, maybe he does mess around and get caught in something. You know, as far as power on the feet, don't think there's any question there. That leans heavily in Hamzat's favor. Yeah. But Nate's tough. He'll he'll keep the volume punching. He'll try to keep striking. He'll take one to give one. So there's you know there's interesting aspects along the way. But to me, yeah, absolutely, Hamzat could come in and steamroll him, or Nate could you know make it to the later rounds and make it interesting. And even then, I'm not saying hey, if this goes past two. Hamzat's done. He has no chance. No, right. no, no. I'm not saying that at all. Right. But it does get really, really interesting if it goes past, you know, one round, two round. Nate did have a funny thing today where, uh, you know, I did I did say, you know, hey, you've said you don't want this fight. Does it make it tougher to prepare? And he's basically like, yeah, I've stopped preparing. Just come be me. I don't buy that. I was just going to bring that up that. if you didn't. I mean, but but I think if, if you take it to the point where he doesn't prepare for particular opponents. There you go. You know, I could see where he's like, they're like, all right, we're, we're either going to give you fighter A or fighter B. How are you going to train differently? I think he'd be like, I'm just going to do what I do, you know. But with that being said, so, I mean, is he is he out running? Probably. Is he hitting some, some mitts and doing some things? Probably. Is he probably getting down and rolling with his, with his training partners? Probably. So I guarantee he's at least doing that. But right. is he going in there specifically for any particular person and really game planning? Right. No. Probably not. Not yeah. at all. Are, 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 is he breaking down film? Is he talking not to anybody about – But, I know, mean, here's he, the tendencies. That's what they're there for. <laughs> that's it. There's 24 <laughs> They are all there to break down film and tell them in between puffs the strategy that they're going you to do. You could assign like four people per Hamzat fight. Like you just you, you don't round have to break one. down one fight. You guys round two. You round three. Um, but you're right. I mean, when you bring in this, like it's almost like killing two birds with one stone. They want to find the fight that was going to, you know, really, um, you know, propel a guy like Hamzat even higher. You know, they're going to try to push this, uh, uh, this guy to see if he's really going to be even of a bigger star. But also, it's the biggest po- – one, of the, if not the biggest possible fight that they could have found for Nate that people are intrigued by. Right. Could they have got, you know – I mean – Obviously, if Connor said Connor, if okay. Connor wanted it, Short of that Con, fight that, could have happened. That's the only, to me. That's the only that's fight the only other more one. compelling. Even right like now. you know, if, if they were like, oh, you know, you want to run back, you know, the BMF belt, or you want to do this, people would not care about I as agree. much as like this one, because you have this monster killer that everybody thinks Hamzat in one side, and then you got Nate, the guy that they're like, well, if there's anybody that's going to pull something out of the hat, you know. It's going to be this guy, you know? And I think a lot of people have just so much love and respect for Nate. They want him to be challenged. They don't want him to have a gimme and go out there. I mean, I can see where some are like, you know, hey, if he just goes out there and one, two, knocks the dude down, hey, that's great. That's why we've been saying Nate deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. I think people want to see him be drawn out and have to show that heart, show all those skills that we don't normally see. And you need to have a game opponent to do that and Hamzat is that in spades I mean so it, it, it's doing two things I mean it's giving Nate the po- the toughest possible challenge of somebody that was available for him and it's not a, it's not going to be an easy fight it's going to be almost a fight where if he does get beat down a little bit you know maybe people will speculate and say oh see the UFC wanted to just make it hard for him I believe that they they want to make it a challenge I don't think they want Nate to look bad because 
they want to do business with right. Nate in the future. See, okay, so that leads me to exactly what I was going to ask you about. So here's the great thing. So obviously, media day, we just got done with that. We'll have the press conference tomorrow. I'm assuming Dana will be there. Maybe, maybe not. I don't think Dana always gives the best answers at press conferences, and I think a lot of that has to do with he has trouble hearing at them, number one. Yeah. But we did get, you know, with it being Dana White's contender series right now, right, we're getting him on Tuesday nights, which is I, I love because what we do is we always ask him a couple questions to start out with about the contender series and make sure that, hey, we're showing that the respect it deserves. But now let's talk to you about what else is going on. And Dana White, I think, is clearly, obviously, he's a master promoter. He's done well at what he does. But I think you can always read so much into the way he presents things, right? And when yeah. I asked him, you know, are you willing to, to, to say that you're looking at this as Nate's last fight? He certainly didn't say, yes, this is absolutely Nate's fight in the USC. But he said, if that's what he wants, I wish him nothing but the best. I've had a great time dealing with him. Sometimes it, was, it seemed tough at the time, right. but I've enjoyed it. He's a legend of the sport, him and his brother both. They're and a legend of the company. He praised on both the he brothers, was which up. was nice. And see, here's, and, and here's what I read. When I'm seeing Dana White praise somebody who we assume is on the way out, that shows to me that he doesn't think that he's necessarily on the way out yet. I think for, for, for Dana to be sitting there praising a guy like that, maybe, maybe it's just about pay-per-view sales on Saturday night because why trash the guy ahead of the pay-per-view sales on Saturday night? But I don't think so. When I see Dana give that kind of – uh, I don't say adulation, but at least that kind of respect. To me, that means he's not ruling out the possibility that they can still do business together. And he did at tell some me, point, yeah. yeah. And he did tell yep. me a couple weeks ago. He's like, if he beats Tom's at, you got to talk about him in a title shot, which obviously means you know, if you're going to give him a title shot, you've got to give him a new contract. So obviously, right. you plan on still doing business with him. So um, I don't think the UFC has completely ruled it out. And I think a lot of people were kind of looking into the launch of this Real Fight Inc as, okay, that's Nate's new promotional vehicle. Now he's doing his own thing. That's where he's going to fight. I don't think that's exactly what's going on. Now, it's not a bad idea because you right. remember when McGregor went and boxed, he did you know Mayweather Sports and Entertainment, and that's where he – so I'm not saying it's not possible, but I just don't get the feeling that the door is 100% shut. I feel like Nate yeah. does want to finish with a contract. I think he does want to open the doors up and say, hey, world – what you got for me? Let's see what, who wants to get in the Nate Diaz business. Yep. But I don't feel like he's necessarily saying because I'm never going back to that place at Zufa. Right. I mean, I think he, and even in Nate, his mannerisms today, even though he did push it really long to come there, he never said anything that would that was burning any bridges. Did he want to say his little piece about what he thought the UFC was maybe trying to, you know, you know, give him a tough challenge and build up this other guy. I mean, that's fine to say all that kind of stuff. There's nothing wrong with anything like that, but he was pretty good about not trying to burn it either. So I could definitely see where Dana, I mean, and plus two, say this real fight thing becomes something, you know, like there's Dana's going to be like, Hey, you know, we have this platform over here, this streaming platform. We're always looking for new content. You know, they could find ways to make something working between that. But he also realizes that Nate could go away for two years, three years, as long as he's still in shape, they could always bring him back for something, and the Absolutely. fans would jump at it, you know. So why would, why would Dana do anything to just lessen that possibility if all that takes is just keeping your mouth shut? Yeah, that's not a heavy lift. All you have to do is <laughs> don't. Which yeah, which can be. But Dana's gotten better. He I, has he's gotten got, better. He's gotten right? better, you know. In times of maybe that's him getting softer in his old age, that's as you right. like to tease him about. Um, I think he realized, you know, if he knows that he can make some business and do some make some money off these guys, why? shit on them completely and just close that door and make sure that it's never going to happen. Right. You know, when all you have to do is just keep your mouth shut yeah. and leave that possibility open. You, you know, know, it's interesting that you say that because, and I've, I've said this 
dozens of times over the years. I've always said the thing that interests that I find very intriguing about Nate and Connor in a potential trilogy is I honestly believe that each guy could be on a ten fight losing streak and you could put them together and they would sell a million pay per views. Yep. Like I honestly believe that as crazy as that sounds. Yep. But you know, so you're 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 looking at the two timelines, right? Like Connor, I believe, still has two fights left that he would have to fulfill before he's a free agent. And who knows when that's going to happen, right? right? I mean, dabbing the toes in. Who knows? Meanwhile, Nate is like, I'm done now. So the timeline doesn't really meet up right now. And we just said what other interesting fights are, are out there. I mean, there's some, of course. Right. I mean, obviously, Nate, you know, God bless him. Like, give, give me Francis, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, uh, but when you think about Connor, what fights do you want to see? Nate. Nate. <laughs> How ridiculous <laughs> Nate, is that? And it's totally – it is. Like, when I think about, oh, man, man, it would be great to see Connor back throwing hands, I'm like – that's like the only fight I can think on the top of it. I don't care if he ever fought Poirier again. Right. I don't I care. I don't need to see Poirier again. Yeah, I mean, I'm just like, definitely don't need I to don't guy. know of any anybody in my head. That, um, maybe Aldo? Aldo and like Diaz would be like two fights I would like I, to see again. I, you know, it's crazy to say Aldo because Aldo has gone down in weight class and obviously uh, – Aldo Con would go Connor. back up for that. Aldo, yeah, Connor's way up. Connor's way up right now. <laughs> Connor might be closer fighting to Connor than, than Nate is. You know what I mean? Look at him. He's ripped, bro. He's fucking jacked. Uh, um, but, yeah, but, you know, it is interesting because like, I think Aldo would definitely go back up. Well, I say definitely. They would, it would be a catch weight somewhere. It would be. But I do I do wonder because I, I, I do I do wonder, man. I mean, I think Aldo was kind of happy to leave that chapter of his career behind, but it would be nice to revisit it, right? Especially now that, like, well, he knows his, like end's, his end's coming as well. runs done if, as far as I'm If he could I'm get a big, a big, another big paycheck – you know, I mean, like, those are the two biggest fights I can think of. And, I mean, all it would need is Connor saying, this is what I want. Okay. And, and it would happen. And and Connor, I mean, uh, excuse me, Nate, you know, we've heard the idea floated of, of going out there and boxing Jake Paul, right? Yeah. But what happens, what happens if Anderson tunes Jake Paul up now that that fight's official? Because I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I mean, obviously Jake is a, is is a far younger man, but I think Anderson is. I think Anderson can still can still. I think Anderson I think Anderson, can take him out. Anderson's going to give him some tough some tough. I mean, it's just if J if Anderson. Well, it'd be silly to say if if Anderson takes a bunch of damage if he doesn't you know get his head out of the way. Anderson's got impeccable it's just, movement. It's just cardio late, right? Like, like, cardio in it, but if he starts taking lots of damage, he will wear down and oh, it yeah. will slow him down. I think Jake I, springs a lot of power. People can say whatever the fuck they want about him. Uh, the kid's got power. He does. He's got a lot of power in his right hand, and I mean, if he catches him with that, it's gonna start adding up. Look, I'll say it right now, and I'm not even talking about from a freak show perspective. Like, I'm actually intrigued by Jake Paul versus Anderson totally. Silva. I do think early on. Anderson Silva, I don't think Jake's going to be able to touch him early on. First couple rounds, I don't think Jake's going to be able to touch him. Like, Anderson movement is too much. But he's also, what, 47 right now? Yeah. I mean, like, is the – you know, can he go? I believe, I believe Jake just needs rounds. to hit where Anderson's head isn't. That's and, right. Because Anderson's going to move – maybe he'll move into it. He's like, I see your head right here. I'm just going to punch one foot to the right. Punch, <laughs> punch a hole in his fucking chest, I <laughs> yeah. think somebody might have said at one time. I mean, it's – that fight – you know what's funny – I haven't – there out of all these Jake Pauls, and not that we're going to turn this into talk about the Jake no, Paul hour, but, but it does, it all, every, it fight, all I've, every fight I've been intrigued by just mm -hmm. for the fact I've wanted to see what was going to happen. And this is like another one where it's like, okay, we've seen this kid work his way through legit MMA fighters. Hasim Rahman I had no interest in, I'll be honest with you. I, 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 I don't give two craps yeah. about it. That's, I'm like that. Yeah, I had I no interest in that one. Yeah. But this one I'm interested in. Yeah. But it, but it does – and again, we're not going to turn into the Jake Paul thing, but I think it does factor into all this. So, uh, all right. Um, all right, so listen. We'll, we'll see what happens. I mean uh, – But, that, but I, I guess that being said, if Anderson does beat Jake Paul, that to me that does not take Jake Paul 
and Nate Diaz off the table for me. Yeah. I still like that because all anybody's going to say is, dude, you lost to the GOAT. Yeah. You lost to one of the GOATs. There's nothing you lost nothing. He lost nothing. Yep. He and lost to a guy that he's right. going to say everybody says I should have lost to. True. And I love the fact that Jake's going in there with Nate. lots of respect. He's giving Anderson every bit of his respect, which is great because if he does beat him, then he's like, hey, now what can you say? I just beat the one of the greatest of all time did in you, your sport. Did you, you see know? that that uh, tweet? But I think Nate's still valid after I, I see what you're saying because you could say like, well – a different weight class, not the GOAT, you know, one of the toughest guys, but yeah. not the, uh, the all-time elite striker like that. Did you see that quote? I, I apologize to whoever actually found the tweet and unearthed it that I'm not giving them credit because I don't know where it got found because, you know, stuff gets circulated around real quick. But did you see the Jake Paul tweet from 10 years ago to Anderson Silva? Huh. He was like, do you remember being in Ohio? Like, I went to a Quaker Steak and Lube and got your autograph that's there. Awesome. there. Yeah, pretty funny, which uh, I was for people that's that don't know ever, that part ever, of the country. That's a good wing joint. Yeah, wing joint. Yeah, yeah that's a good wing joint. Wing joint up in that part of the country. So anyway, I thought that was funny. All that's right. awesome. Hamza awesome. Shemai was was here today as well. I thought Hamzat was interesting as well. Okay, so Hamzat he he didn't his crew was not quite as large uh, yeah. as Nate's, but it wasn't that much smaller. He had a he had a crew role with him as well. Yeah, it's, you know, it's obviously big of course Darren Till was with him as you'd expect. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know he came in. I, I thought who <laughs> Darren Till? <laughs> oh, that guy. <laughs> oh God, I do. still had that one in me. Um, too funny. Uh, all right, so listen. That's, that's never going to oh, go oh, away. Never, you got to uh, keep, keep that one on, uh, on speed dial. <laughs> Hamzat was there. Um, I thought he was interesting, right, because Hamzat did come in and say the things like, you know, of course, I'm going to smash him. He did say, look, I, 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 I thought it was cool because he said, look, I think I'm going to smash this guy in the first round. But he did say, and I thought it was so interesting to hear him say, but I'm happy to be fighting a legend. You know, this guy is the guy that's been in the sport for 15 years. He's a legend, and I'm happy to be fighting him. And he said, and I thought it was so intriguing for him to say, I hope he can make it five rounds. I, I hope he can show that he's a warrior and he can walk out of here in his last fight with the UFC as a warrior versus, you know, if I smash him in the first round, they're just going to say he's too old and Uncle Diaz needs to leave. And uh, I don't know, man. I, I found that intriguing because it, it didn't take away from me from the intensity. It didn't take away from the fact that Hamza is saying I'm going to smash him. But just to give that little bit of respect and say, you know what, this dude is a warrior and, uh, you know, I hope he can walk out of here with his head held high, man. I, I was I was kind of intrigued by that. I still think, you know, when they do their face-offs at the press conference and when they do their face-offs at the ceremony wins, I don't think he'll be tipping his cap to the legend and being yeah. respectful. I'm sure he'll be in space. But I, just to hear those words, I was like, huh, that's that's pretty interesting. I mean, he's definitely playing the game. I mean, I think I think he has res- he definitely has respect for him, but he has still that underlying belief that, there's nobody on his level, you know. I, it would be interesting. I think he's going to go in there, and I would be surprised if Nate did what Nate used to do where he's really pushing forward and getting in the faces of some of his guys. Like when, uh, gosh, was, was it Cowboy that he knocked his hat off? Oh, yeah. Not little things like that. Famous Maybe he, moment right yeah, there. Like that Cowboy's was like, head. That could have been crazy if it would have went. I don't see him doing it with a guy like Hamza because I believe blows would probably happen up there. But I can see it getting intense, but – um, I'm sure Dana's going to be on full alert both days. Yeah, and probably have both guys. Like That's one of those ones where the securities are going to have one arm behind around the guy's waist. Well, and le- hey, and let's be honest. We've been talking about it, but let's just be honest. It's true. Security is going to be on full alert everywhere. Because it's I more the cruise. It's more the cruise. I don't the think cruise and the, the seats those is what people are going to have to worry about. Those guys got millions of dollars on the line right there. They yeah. know I can't punch you till I Saturday. Can't touch you. But I those can't two touch crews you. that are like – Jacked up and yeah. like, and I mean the crowd. Every time Diaz oh. has been there, the crowd is so pro Diaz crowd. I think there's some people that 
even if they're uh, kind of into Hamza, they're not going to say anything <laughs> just for fear that they're going to be so outnumbered. Um, it's going to be a pro Diaz crazy crowd. And that's the kind of the goes into the fuel of why Diaz, you know, so, you know, it's like said that it's, they're bringing him in to, to make another star, mm-hmm. to bring another guy up because everybody obviously is going to be there for him. But if there was going to be a possibility of something popping off at the way, and I would say it's going to be crowd, somebody either trying to prove their love of Diaz. Yep. So what, how better way to do that than to get in fight, you know, protecting his honor or something. Yep. But when just looking at the sheer number of Diaz's crew there and Hamzat's crew, um, and there were some decent size individuals oh, yeah. in both, both oh, yeah. of those camps, both those crews. So if something did pop off, It'd be interesting, but I'm thinking they're going to put if it has if it has a typical sort of layout lately. A, a sometimes you have that middle section, yep. a section to the right, and a section to the left. They're going to put them to where they're in the opposite sections, and then media in between, hopefully acting as a buffer. So uh, both the press conference and the ceremony weigh-ins are both at the MGM Grand Garden Arena, which has a very large floor area. So yeah. you're right. I think they're going to keep them way apart. Um, the official weigh-ins are at the apex. Uh, there, the guys are both staying in different houses, so at least there's not like the the possibility that they, they can meet in the lobby. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean. So like, or an elevator, or, or an elevator. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, fortunately, like all three elevator banks at one time. So fortunately, I think I think we're gonna avoid too many interactions, but yeah. I, I think the ones that are possible are gonna be managed uh, alertly, yeah. to say the least. Should be interesting. So th- there should more than likely there's gonna be a big uh, police presence. The metro will be there. I would imagine so. I imagine. I would imagine. Because then that then then that that sends a whole nother message when it's just like UFC staff in the black shirts trying yeah, to keep yeah. apart. Then when you're actually seeing Metro, I imagine where the sheriff's I bet department. You're right. We'll see at the press conference. I bet I bet you there's Metro yeah. on stage. I bet you, or at least in the crowd. At least in the crowd, or right at the edge of the of the. Crowd. I know Dana doesn't like to show that. I know in the past they've done that, but I think he probably goes back and doesn't the way like the way that that looks. I, I don't think it looks because you know boxing has done that a lot, and like, I think yeah. bo- like boxing. You go back to like old, you know, the '80s boxing stuff. Like it's like they almost had more. Like, it was almost more for show. You know, you look right. at some like the old Tyson fights. They had literally yeah. like, a wall of Metro across the ring. You're like, bro, you don't need a human wall. And then, like, yeah. a couple people can contain this guy. Yeah. But I think you're right. If it, if it's too trumped up, it starts to look a little like, is this safe? Like, yeah. I, like does ESPN want to mess with this stuff? Like, does, right. you know, who knows? So, I, look, I'll be honest with you. I, and I've said this going in, and, and I mean, I think Hamza Shemaev is, is, of course, the right pick. There's a reason the, the line is what it is. Um, but I'm still intrigued by this fight because, um, again, Hamzat could absolutely steamroll him, could absolutely steamroll him, but doesn't mean that he will. And if there's a person that can at least test his endurance and t- you know, t- and maybe get in his head a little bit, it's Nate Diaz. So, uh, and then of course, then there's all the the question of what comes next. You know, win or lose with Nate Diaz. Boy, if Nate Diaz does shock the world and win, and he's a free agent after just taking out Hamzat Shemaev. Ooh, the USC checkbook's gonna open up. Hunter Campbell's gonna have some big checks to write. It's uh. We'll see what happens. That's what the main was the last odds? I was trying to pull it up. What was the last? Oh, here's one. Oh shoot, minus eighteen hundred on Bet Online. Uh, I was seeing like minus eleven, minus eight. I saw a, 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 some other ones here saying eleven hundred, but this one here, uh, I'm trying to pull it up. It might be a cash one, but yeah, it was saying minus eighteen. Oh, one was gosh. minus eleven hundred, but some, I think sometimes. Uh, some of them just put the crazy shit up because they're trying to pull money from another. Yeah, you're trying to get that dog money. Yeah, like, they're trying, just trying to pull money from from another competing it, one because that's crazy. Yeah, that, I mean, and that is it, it is very very important. DraftKings is minus twelve fifty. Uh, 
Bet online's minus eighteen hundred, and then you got other ones that are like twelve fifty minus one thousand. What the fuck is this sports bet? Is that a real thing? They're trying to say minus three thousand three hundred. Get out of here! Is that even a real thing? Sports bet? What the fuck is sports bet? That's crazy. But so many of these odd things fucking pop up anymore. These, you know, whatever sports bet io. But I don't know. For some reason, I was thinking au, but it's not io. Yeah. But yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, that's. That's crazy. Always, even even at eleven hundred, I mean, that's pretty crazy. But, but that's always always important to remember that remember that what what a line is meant to do, and it is to get the action get going money. both ways. Yep. And so that way you start going. Well, yeah, I think Hamzat's going to win, but wait a minute, I can get fifteen times on my money if I take Nate. Like, I wonder I'll if we can get money on that. I wonder if we can get Johnny on the phone and see if I he mean, can explain it. I mean, as long as it's all bullshit. As long as. <laughs> As long as it doesn't happen on Tuesday night, he's good. He's right? no good. He's, he's no good. He's, Tuesdays are he's not struggling. his night. He's struggling. He's struggling on Tuesday night. All right, co He got one pick. I, well, that's so funny. I think he got like one right, and he was like, they chose to put his tweet up there. He was like, easy? And that dollar, dollar, dollar. No, he didn't. It did. And I was oh, like, oh, no. so the dude got one right in how many weeks, I, and now you're going to throw his shit up there? I don't want to kick Gianni when he's down. It's funny. So a media member, and I'll, Thanks, I'll, John. I'll leave it. <laughs> You're welcome, Johnny. Uh, I had I had a media member ask me like, "Hey, do you think do you think it's like a, a fair question to ask Dana about? Uh, you know, why do you keep this guy? Yeah, like why do you keep Johnny around when he's like two and eighteen in his last or whatever? And I'm like, it's definitely a fair question, but I'm like, it just feels like you're kicking a dude while he's down. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like he's brought on to be a wagering analyst and. You're gonna go on cold streak sometimes. So just Even DC started like like was defending him yesterday, yeah. like on the commentary. Oh my god, Johnny! Kind of, my god, Johnny! He's like people are just getting on him. I'm like, are they telling you to like do this? But you're right. I mean, like, I'm sure if he went back and brought up old bet slips, we would be, we would be amazed at some of the runs that he's had, you know. And I'm sure there's ups and downs in just about anything. So I guess it's just kind of funny that it was they made it a part of the show. And now, if somebody was really following that and following Ice this gold. expert on the show, they'd Ice be like, gold. "Bro, I'm losing everything because I'm following your expert." I have seen people that just been like tweeting at him and be like, "Ah, oh, I can't send my kid to school anymore." <laughs> or it's like so wrong, dude. Which is one. Which is if you know, it's it's bad because we are in the the betting capital of the world. Like again, responsibly, people, if you're betting your kid's future, yeah, yeah. stop yeah, what you're right. doing. Bet your lunch money. Bet That's your it. bet your coffee money. Bet some. I don't know. So I don't know. say, don't bet what you can afford to lose. Yeah, just bet what you can afford to lose, and then and then you have nothing to gripe about because Yanni ain't gonna care. <laughs> <laughs> All right, co-main event: uh, Lee Jingliang versus Tony Ferguson. Obviously, a surprise matchup. Uh, first of all, let me just say, Lee Jingliang uh, once again just. Uh, the man steals my heart. I'm just gonna. How I'm just gonna. Be like honest. If you don't like the leads, you got problems. I, I, You're I, angry at something else. So, <laughs> you need to take a deep look in the mirror because you have problems within yourself. This man is energy personified. He's smiling. It yeah. was funny today as he was as he was uh, setting up. Like I, I was like, damn. I was like right in the middle of throwing away my lunch and come to get a bottle of water. It's like I ran back to my seat and and it was funny because like. It, he was like looking at me, like wait. So he was like looking around my tripod, yeah. you know, like just having. I mean, his smiles, his energy is fantastic, uh, and it's great, you know. And luckily, they had a good translator there with him today, so we really got to hear what he has to say, because um, obviously his English is very limited. But just the smile and the energy alone, and and just the the cadence of his voice. I mean, the man. 
the leech has stolen my heart, man. I just, <laughs> it sounds I'm, like I'm, it. I'm, I'm telling you. It sounds it, like it. Handsome, well-dressed. Uh, no, but, Smiles uh, at me, uh, listens to what I say. But, but you know, I will say this. So one thing I asked him That's was. That's not love, and uh, I don't oh, know what it is. I'm telling you, bro. Don't let me move to China. Uh, <laughs> so I have a whole different life over there. Uh, so, um, no, so I thought it was great because um, one question I asked him was, hey, so, you know, obviously you rebounded from the, you know, frustrating loss to Hamzat. I'm like, and now you're here fighting on a Hamzat week. And that damn replay of you getting lifted in the air, brought over to Dana White, like, you know, a, a, an offering to the gods and thrown to the floor, like, as he's talking about you and then choked unconscious. Like, that's getting played ad nauseum over and over and over. I'm like, is that, like, painful to have to watch that? And he was – and he let out an emphatic, no – and then he went on to explain, he's like, that inspires me, man. He's like, yep. to know that's what this game is about, kill or be killed. And that dude showed it. And, and I see that, and I'm inspired by it. And I just, I don't know, dude, a dude that can answer like that and say, dude, the worst moment in my life getting played over and over and over. You know, it's like, you know, I know Michael Bisping has talked openly about having to watch the Dan Henderson knockout play over and over and over. For the rest over. of his life. You know, how, yeah, how tough it is. So here you are in a fight where you can have to watch that. Um, you know, it has to be tough. And for him to say that, I, I thought that was incredible. So the leech, love it. And then, of course, man, Tony Ferguson, uh, one of my all-time favorite dudes in the sport. Just always, I mean, phenomenal fighter, phenomenal character, phenomenal walkout music. And, um, man, obviously no hiding the run that he's been on. Now, it is against incredibly elite competition. When you look at it, man, yep. the, the guys he's been fighting, that last knockout was bad, but it was a good performance until it went the wrong way. But but Tony at 170, first of all, the mood that he is in today. It was night and day. Night and day. Like, he was he even, even joking. Even, he even brought it up yeah, like, yeah. a little bit when he was talking about how, you know, I could be up here just yelling at you or whatever. He's like, yeah. I did that last like, time. I yelled at you guys last time. I don't have to yell at you I thought time. that was so awesome. And just being aware because, like, he could have easily just never brought that up, right. never, never mentioned it. It would live in our psyche and right. we would remember it. But the fact that he brought it up in a sort of way kind of like – in a sense, like, yeah, that was me. You Sorry know? about that, guys. That was I, that I was, was a bad a, mood. And then it just he just re-endears you again, yep. you know. But yeah, I thought his I thought his mannerisms today. I thought his personality. I thought he was smiling. He was having good. It was so funny. We joked. I don't know if it was you or somebody. I was like, should we just go ahead and turn the chair around right now before he gets up there? He got up there, turned around, and the first thing he was doing was already teasing. It's like, wow, it's quiet in here. Yep. You guys must've been like, uh oh, it's uh -oh, Tony's it's coming. Tony. And, and I, I think a like, lot of people were like, uh oh, yeah. it's Tony. But like once he did that, I was just like. Oh shit! We got the good Tony today. Amazing. We got the good Tony. So that's the mental side. Of it, but I want to also say the physical side of 170 because that's what the question was. Boy, I be honest with you, he looks so much healthier to me today. Yeah. Than he has in the past couple. The, the past couple times he's fought, um, man, it just he has looked so gaunt and drawn out. Yeah. That I'm like that can't be good. And obviously he's doing it, and he's been doing it forever. Um, but. I, I think this is great. And he started right away by saying 170 is my home. Now, I will say, I was like, does that mean forever 170 is your home? And he was like, yes, this is my home. 155 is my home too. And I was like, yeah. no, <laughs> no, that's not what I asked. Like, what? You can't have two homes? No, you can have one home. You can have a vacation <laughs> home maybe if you want, if you're That's that it. good. One of them, which is the vacation home? 155 better be the vacation home. <laughs> yeah. 170 better be where you are 11 months out of the year. Uh, and 155 is when you're sick and throwing up or something and you drop away. No, I, 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 I thought he looked healthy. And so, yeah. listen, 
Um, you can't get around it. There's question marks around Tony Ferguson. Where does he stand? What is his future? Um, you know, again, he's lost to elite level competition. If he loses here, you can't argue anymore. Like, there's some real questions about how much longer he should keep doing this and how, you know, but I mean, it's, but it's clear that he's passionate about it. I love that at this stage of his career, you know, he's seeking new options in terms of training. And, um, and you know, it's funny too because. A lot of times, it seems like at this phase in people's career, when they seek new options, it's like building their own team around one person. His right. is the opposite way. It's like, no, I'm going to a team, and I'm going to listen to these guys, and I'm going to have Because he already guys. went through that phase. Yeah. He did that already. I kind of like that. Yeah. You know, when you go – when you when a lot of times you're like, I'm reinventing myself, so I grabbed this one coach who, by the way, I pay directly, and I listen to everything yep. he says. What did he say? He went on a fishing trip? Or yep. something like yeah, that. Yeah. Something along those a lines. Expedition, I, believe, maybe. I, yeah. yeah, I like that, uh, and and that's the perfect way to well, think it was about it. Trip, yeah. he, it was something along the. That's maybe that's just the image I got in my head when he said it. I thought he, I was just like, oh, that makes sense. He's going or he's he's finding what he wants or whatever. Maybe it was expedition, but uh, but regardless of him being able to come into a fight week feeling good, his body feels good, but. A lot of it we know we know is is the mentality of these fighters going into the fight week, and he just seems very happy. Like he feels like he's done all the right things, and uh, happy Tony is such a. I mean, is one is just so much better for us in fight week, but I, that usually always equates to a good performance as well. So, and he's going to need it for this one. I mean, this is going to be a crazy tough tough fight for him. Um, in fact, I I picked against him. I don't I don't blame you for that. I don't blame, I look look. I'm so happy I don't have to make picks right now. I, I'm I'm first at mixedmartialarts.com. Uh, but yeah. I'm at, I'm at o first and o and o on the year, and I'm in first place. Uh, but no, you know, because this will be a tough one for me, and and not just because I I, I like both guys, but um, here's the thing is. To me, for Tony Ferguson to win this fight, and I may be wrong, uh, but for me to Tony Ferguson win this fight, he's got to take it to snap down city. Like, don't set yeah. up and try to trade with the leech, man. I think right. if, he, if he goes out there thinking, I'm going to slice him up. And I, and I know, look, he is dangerous with his elbows and all that, but, but not on the feet, man. Not on the feet. To me, yeah. takedowns and just scrambles. I, not, like, even if you don't get the takedown, like if you can just stall and create the scramble and give you opportunities, because I think his grappling game is, is, is obviously well, far more versed. Yeah, and, and, and almost, I guess, it, to his benefit, say the leech does hurt him or knocks him down, gets him on his back. Tony on his back is probably as equally dangerous on his back One than he is standing up. One of the few that dangerous there. You know, and that's the kind of thing, you know, like here I am thinking like, man, I just – just the – Tony's of the past recently, I was just like not quite sure. And Leach is firing on such a good level. I don't want to take anything away from that loss that he had recently. He's just – his striking and his power is so good. But that's the thing. He hits Tony and he jumps on top and he doesn't take care of his limbs. Tony's going to Tony's gonna snatch something up. I agree. And that's very dangerous. And that could be the end of how the fight goes, you know, because Tony, even when he's hurt a lot – is still equally dangerous on his back through the whole entire fight. That doesn't go away for him, even when he's practically blinded out there and bleeding <laughs> like an artery is open oh, out there. He's still so dangerous. True. You know, the only thing that makes him less dangerous is because he's more slippery because he's covered <laughs> in his own blood. <laughs> but he fucking loves it, man. Um, so when I think about like that, I, there's parts of me that question because I think if it goes into areas like that, he has the advantage against the leech. But, man, I just think the leech is going to – his striking is kind of what got him, and his just overall size, and uh, it should be interesting. Yep. But you know, after seeing Tony Day, this is the kind of stuff that I see that I start questioning my pick as the week goes Looks on. Healthy, man. Looks you know, healthy. but 
I need to see them. When we see them face to face on Friday, when they both have finished, you know, their way in, they've got to rehydrate back, see how they both look right then. And that's usually at the point if you if you have a, a, a reverse change of heart that you're begging Matt Erickson to switch your pick. <laughs> uh, but at this point, I feel – I don't really want to say confident because that's not – I don't want that to sound like a slight against Ferguson. I'm still confident in my pick that uh, when I chose Leach going into this, that it's the right one. But I, I will be honest in saying when I saw Tony today, I start to question uh, my overall confidence in that pick because that was – dealing with the Tony that maybe wasn't all there. I think it boils down again to me to approach. Like, look, if you look at the Leech's track record, right, in recent fights, knocked out Muzan Salikov, knocked out Santiago Ponzinibbio, knocked out Elizio Zaleski Dos Santos, got performance tonight bonuses in all three of those. Now, he had some losses interspersed in there, but I'm saying his last three wins. And I'll be honest with you, if Tony was facing Elizio Zaleski Dos Santos, Santiago Ponzinibbio, or Muzan Salikov, I would say don't strike with them. Yeah. Try to grab with them. Yep. And the Leech knocked them all out. Knocked them out. So – We'll see. To me, his to hands, me it's his, his game plan. Yeah, his, his hands plan. are his crazy. I mean, and maybe this is the fight. I think a lot of us diehards and people that have actually just watched in the sport, I think, love the leech. If this is one of those ones where you only know the super, super narc, marquee guys. <laughs> yeah, he did. I'm going to tell Daniel, don't let John put his passport <laughs> in his gear Saturday. He's you never might never see back. him again. Um, this is one of those ones that if he gets a good, nice marquee victory over a guy like Tony Ferguson, if that doesn't help him break into what should be the mainstream population, understanding how good this kid is, uh, then it might never happen. But this is definitely the fight where uh, if he gets a good solid win here, you can't deny that this kid is legit mm-hmm. and that he's a, a, a prospect. It's just one of those things, man. If he was able to speak English better, I think he'd be a much bigger oh, star dude. here because people would understand what how his, his head works. Because now, I mean, if you can fall in love with him without really having the, 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 Don't know a word the words he's, he's saying to you. Um, love knows no language, bro. <laughs> love knows <laughs> no language. I love it. <laughs> But no, man, that that should that fight should be incredible. Um, I mean, it's it's going to be one of the best. It cannot be uh, anything but one of the best fights of the night. I easily. agree. I agree. Kevin Holland and Daniel Rodriguez meet in a late edition 180 pound fight. catchweight fight. That's a great fight. Um, D Rod basically admitted, "Look, I'm the one that asked for 180," and he, he was like. I'm just saying we don't have to cut. We shouldn't. And Holland was kind of like, ah, oh, yeah, he was the one that asked for it. Like, I told him to be good with it. Um, good fight. I mean, look, they've had a little bit of words back and forth. Um, fun fight. You know, maybe, uh, look, Daniel Daniel Rodriguez has been out for a while, so I think a lot of people might have kind of forgotten the type of run that he was on. But, yeah. uh, you know, three-fight win streak coming into this. And, and, oh, by the way, some pretty impressive names in there when you look at it. Uh, you know, he, t- he took out, of course, Mike Perry. He took out Kevin Lee as well. Preston Parsons, the one in there that might not be the, the star power name yet. But even Kevin Holland had to say, like, man, he took out Mike Perry, and Mike Perry took out MVP. You know, he's like, this isn't bare-knuckle boxing, but but I'm pretty impressed by that. Meanwhile, yeah. Kevin Holland has looked phenomenal in his last two fights. You know, he had a couple setbacks, but he had great wins against uh, Cowboy Oliver and against Tim Means as well. Um, now, both of those were at 170. But, again, as Kevin Holland said, look, I'm not like I'm. I would have been cool making 170, no problem. This is not me. So, you know, I don't think you have to worry about him not necessarily being in shape. I mean, he was looking for a fight. Um, so good. This this is a good fight as well. You know, it's it's uh, maybe not necessarily neither one of them are, are, are you know uh, you know break, you know cracking the top of the rankings or anything like that. But I think in terms of like guys, that, I mean, certainly Kevin Holland has built a following at this yeah. point, and D Rod, that kind of guy that um, looks like he's 
perhaps ready for the next level. And if he puts Kevin Holland's name on his record, um, a good one. Kevin Holland is the favorite in that one. Um, what? what uh, how'd you go with that in your staff picks? I actually went D Rod on that. D Rod on that. I, I kind of forgot about the hand injury. I started questioning it a little but bit. He, but, but he said he's good. He said he's good. Yeah, he said he's good. I mean, and the fact that I mean that's because he's so damn powerful. He broke his hand throwing it at somebody. Right. You know, I mean, it's just unreal. But I mean. How can you? I mean, Holland, the dude knocked out Suze Jacare from his back. That's crazy. It's just absolutely ridiculous, you know. But I love everything about what Kevin. I mean, I don't know. I felt kind of bad because normally I haven't picked against Holland. I pick Holland for everything. But I'm also one of those cats. I was so enamored on the run that D Rod was doing. And like, he's been like this. This kid that we've been watching for a while, I'm like, dude, why is he not broke out yet? I just felt like he was right there on the doorstep, and this could be that one. So I don't know. I, I went back and forth and back and forth, and finally I I think I just had to hit send because I was like, man, I just keep staring. Right, so t- um, torn on all these. Torn you know? on all these. But, but yeah, I, I I chose D-Rob, but that could that could – end up coming back and probably bite me in the butt. That's a great fight. And uh, I would not be sad about that because I love Holland. Uh, dude, Holland is phenomenal. D-Rod, I, I do love what D-Rod had to say too, you know, when asked about the trash talk, you know, that you know is coming for Kevin Holland. He's like, bro, yeah, I grew up in L.A., man. You Both know these guys had like, like rougher beginnings, yeah. man. And then they, these are two guys that built themselves up from their own hard work, you know, and it's like, how can you not like Either one of these would cats. probably would probably be buddies if they didn't have to fight each other, right? I bet I can totally see that, and they they would be two motherfuckers that if they were friends, don't start a fight with those at dudes all. at a bar, nope. like because these guys look like you're not gonna, they're never gonna stop. They're like wrong. both of them have great power, they have great cardio. Uh, it's just gonna, it's just it, nasty, if, man. If, if they stole your girl, she wasn't yours to begin with. You know what I mean? Was like, <laughs> it was just a temporary <laughs> loan. <laughs> Sorry, it wasn't yours to begin with. Uh, dude, how about the revelation? Uh, revelation? The revelation this week that uh, Kevin Holland and Dana White buy each other sneakers. Dude, that's an expensive. Uh, <laughs> what you know? He, but he admitted he's like, you know, I can't, I can't can't outbuy this dude you know you can't get him anything i mean it's nice it's a nice gesture to get something you know be nice if at some point he's like hey D- hey dean I-, I spent enough of my per capita of towards of shoes towards you how about you just kick me the right. equal hey, hey percentage wise percentage wise the shoes i bought you are way more expensive so <laughs> no man I'm, but it's good man i'm i kevin's just such a cool kid man um he's always fun i love when when they do Embedded's able to kind of show more of his life, but yeah, both of the him and Daniel both I think have interesting starts to their life, and they built something. And uh, I can easily see where it's hard to not root for either one. Like I mean, either one. I mean, both guys are good guys, but I mean that's going to be an absolute banger uh, of a fight. But yeah, I mean, Kevin, you don't need to waste your 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 shoe money on Dana. He's yeah. good. He's they, good. He's like, should I tell him I already have three of those? Yeah, no. <laughs> no. Well, it's funny because Dana comes – and most of the shoes he, he likes are not UFC partner shoes or whatever. Oh, no, no, no. So, like, the other night he come in rocking some brand-new, like, Nikes you know, that look sharp. And I was like, I know he, he doesn't want us to pan down on his shoe. And they start talking about shoes or whatever. And then me not – no, I wear the same fucking Walmart loafers or whatever. So, it's like when they started talking about brands, I'm like, I have no idea what they're talking about. And they're like, oh – Dana, he likes the blah blah blahs, and and I like the blah blah blahs. I'm just like, no idea what's going what on. What right language? Where, Fabiano? Get in here and translate. What are they saying? So funny. Yeah, it's I, dude. I remember when when uh, the UFC first won the Reebok deal, and like Dana came out on stage in some Reeboks. So I was like, never seen him wear yeah. those before. Uh, <laughs> he, to- he tossed him as soon as he got off the stage. Get these, get off. these off my feet. <laughs> 
Uh, all right, uh, women's bantamweight bout, Irene Aldana versus Macy Chesson. Look, sneaky, meaningful bout right here, yeah. man. You know, uh, Irene Aldana, of course, you know, she comes in ranked number four. She has a win over number two. She's been on the sideline for 14 months, but she picks up a win here. you got to start talking about her in the discussion. You know, our, what are we doing next with the bantamweight title? Uh, you know, interesting to see there. So she's definitely in the mix. Meanwhile, Macy Chesson. Uh, Macy Jasson is uh, a, a physical presence. And by the way, Macy, I thought, looked really good today as well, man. Sometimes I think she struggled with her weight over the years. But even going back to 135, she looks like she's done it right. So uh, stylistically, this should be a banger. And I think it has some real impact in the division. You know, it's it's funny with Jasson moving down from 145 to 135. Uh, it's so weird because, like, you know, she's like, well, I felt like I was one one fight away from maybe a title at 145. I'm like, everybody's one fight away from a title at 145. Yeah. It's not even a division. Like, I don't even understand, I don't even understand <laughs> why they have There's four of you in there. Yeah, like, dude, it's so funny. Uh, but look, man, she beats Arena Aldana. Uh, I mean, look, I think stylistically this is this is fun. It's, it's power. Aldana has power, but I think she's got a little bit more speed. Um, I don't know, man. I, I think this is going to be a fun fight. So that, and again, a sneaky, meaningful fight. And also... Johnny Walker versus Ian Kutalaba, uh, you know, both of them coming off some setbacks, but a fight to me that it looks like it's just got insanity written all over it. I know Johnny Walker's tried to be a little bit more um, controlled as of yeah. late and a little bit more cautious. That's in the better. Way he I was going to say reserved. I'm like, nah, that's not him, but controlled. Controlled, but yeah. uh, Ian Kutalaba is a, is, a, is a damn madman, uh, yeah. and, and I love it. Um, I love his craziness, and I just think this has uh, madness written all over. So honestly, man, this main car could be could be fire. Could yeah, be fire. <laughs> I love Ewan goes out there and it's like he's his, obviously his body's in great shape. It's like his shirt's unbuttoned. I'm like this motherfucker. He wore like a nice shirt, but he had to make sure that you could still see the abs so, in there. I guess I would do the same thing. I suppose so it was funny. So Ewan, you're right. So he came out there today. He had the unbuttoned, you know, nice shirt on by the yeah. way, but obviously all the way unbuttoned. Uh, and he must have been in a rush. He just forgot those buttons oh, somehow. Oh, I mean, oh, like, oh, oh my. silly button. How did that happen? <laughs> be the way, like when, when I asked Dana about Kamaru Usman, he's like, if I look like that, I wouldn't wear a shirt That's either. True. Like, That's true. But it's so funny. So uh, it was funny because so Elon, like he did his, his little session – and then we were like, all right, we're done. And he's like, no, give me more, give more, me questions. more questions. And somebody like, somebody shout out something. But I, I, I just shouted like, are you ready? And like the the translator translated because remember last time when he was like, took his shirt off, he's yeah. like, I'm ready. Like I thought maybe we could get him to do the crazy flex again, but obviously he ended up losing last time. So yeah, he, he didn't want to go that. He route. was just like, yes, I'm ready. I'm like, damn it, you didn't buy the bait then. <laughs> uh, fire main card, I think it should be good. Uh, some prelims that could be good as well. Hakeem Duwadu and Julian Rosa at featherweight. Man, that could be a scrap. Uh, Jailton Almeida is back. Catchweight bout, a late replacement there, 220 pounds. Uh, Chris Barnett is in there on the prelims. Can, can I point out, by the way, well. I love Chris Barnett. Oh, dude, he's. I love that come dude. Come on, man. His, his personality, and he's just fun. That should be a fun fight. Uh, that the, should be a fun fight. The debut of Daniel Wolf, a long time in the Ooh, making. A lot that of people are. Fight right there. A lot of people. Just because skill set wise. There's going to be a lot of question marks around Daniel Wolf, so I, I'm anxious to see what she does. Al Haley is, is uh, very talented as well. Well, against Chad and Helliger, uh, so that's on the early prelims as well. Just want to point out the uh, the big CFFC contingent down there on the early, early prelims. Elise Reed and Johan Lioness, two former CFFC champs early on. Both of them have tough matchups, if I'm being honest with you, uh, in Darian Weeks and Melissa Martinez. Uh, so not an easy night for the uh, the CFFC crew. I think both of them are slight underdogs in there, but you know I'll be cheering for them. However, I will be cheering for them, <laughs> for them I should say, from – 
Allegiant Stadium. I'm, I'm, I'm right across the street. This is such a weird fight week for me. Media Day was great today. Um, I'm still a little bit weirded out by the fact I won't be there on Saturday night. But I do feel comfortable in my decision. Six months ago, I bought tickets to go see Imagine Dragons. My kid loves Imagine Dragons. Uh, they're playing Allegiant Stadium on Saturday night. Six months ago, I bought tickets uh, for myself, my wife, my kid. And then this fight card got announced. And I will be honest with you, my first reaction was, well, I got to cancel with my family. Uh, unfortunately, this sucks, but it's overlapping and duty calls, and I got to go. Um, <laughs> duty. <and> duty. <laughs> Uh, and ultimately, uh, I gave it some thought, and I was like, no. Nope. Um, there's only so many opportunities to go make memories with your son at a big stadium concert with his favorite band. And, um, you know, there's going to be a – you know, it's funny. In, in my head, I was like, a few years from now, um, you know, he's not even going to be in the house anymore, so I got to take advantage of it. I was actually talking about – good point. I was talking to my mom today. It was funny. Well, so, not more than a few. Well, listen, 10's gone by pretty fast. Another yeah. eight, he'll be gone. You know what yeah. I mean? But – but it was funny. So I was, I was, uh, I, that was my thought in my head. Where I was like, "Look, it's not gonna be that long before he's out of the house." It's true. But I was talking to my mom this morning. Just <laughs> if Danielle lets him leave. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah well, <laughs> you're stuck here till you're 21. She, yeah, my, my wife's born and raised in Mexico. Like there, you stay <laughs> in your house in until you want. Time. So he's got the option open to him. But, um, but the funny thing is, I was talking to, I was talking to my mom today. Actually, we were kind of chatting about the week and everything, and and, I, and she was like. Before I even brought it up, she was like, yeah, just think about it. In a few years, like, he wouldn't want to go to a concert with you. And I was like, oh. That's a good point. I was like, that's an even better point. I'm like, before <laughs> he leaves the house, he's going to reach a point where he's like, hey, uh, Dad, I'm going to this concert with this chick and this other dude. Like, we're going like, it's not going to be like, yes, let me go to a concert with you. So I was like, yeah. So I feel confident. I never saw a concert with my dad. No? No, I've, never. I, I, I don't didn't see many. We had a big age difference as well, but still, like, you're right there. You're getting something right there. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, there's and and there's no need to justify it. I mean, like, you're doing the right thing. I mean, like, it's gonna be there's a fight. Just hold your breath. There's a fight the following week. Yeah. You know, and like I said, there's no guarantee that this is Nate's last one. If it is, I, it's not like I'll rub it in your your nose for not being there or anything. Um, because you can still watch it after the fact. That's true. I'm teasing you, but um, no. I mean, you're doing the right thing. I mean, because before you know it, I mean, hang out with your kids before your kids don't want to hang out with you. You know, so you're going to get that, you know. So imagine that. You and Imagine Dragons and, and Eli at uh, Allegiant. So true, man. That's going to be pretty cool. I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm That's cool. And what did you say Dana said when you told him about it? He wanted you at the at the concert, right? He was like, I don't want to see you yeah, at the Yeah, yeah. So I went so I went and talked to Dana, and I was like, look, man. I was like, hey, I just want to let you know that, like, hey, I'm not going to be there on Saturday, but I just want to tell you why. And he was like, once I told him why, he was like, I better not see you at the arena. Isn't that like, cool? I, was, I thought it was pretty cool, man. He was like, I better not see you that's there. That's good shit, man. Yeah. I mean, that, say what you will about Dana. Dana loves his kids, man. So he gets it, man. Uh, if only we had the money to splurge like he does yeah, for his yeah, kids' yeah. parties. Yeah. Oh, oh, I was just reading about that. Like his, his daughter's daughter, 16? Daughter's 16th Oh, man, yeah. Oh, I, my Lord. They hang out a little bit different way. That, I, that's, I, that's a different life. Uh, different like, life those kids uh, get. We got – Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to skip an event. We're going to go to Legion. Yeah, just like you. <laughs> well, you guys do pretty well for him. We do. You guys got some pretty damn good uh, birthday parties I've we've, seen. We've, uh, we've spoiled the kid for sure, man. And, uh, yeah, so I'm going to miss being there on Saturday night, and, and I hope that it's a great night of action. I'll definitely be uh, watching the show. I'll probably catch the prelims before I head over to the stadium. Uh, for those over at the patreon.com slash the MMA Roadshow that catch the and a half version every week, which I definitely appreciate, please understand some patience because what I'll probably do is come home on Saturday night and get some sleep, wake up on Sunday morning, watch the main card, and then uh, record the and a half episode at that time. Yeah, but, uh, your, your ears might be ringing. You know, you'd be an old man there at the concert with that loud music. 
But you better bring your earplugs. So, dude, that's sad, <laughs> but it's actually kind of true. There's probably something to that. Next day, you're like, I can't hear anything. So funny. And then, but then the following Thursday, I'm going to Nine Inch Nails. Me and Tony are going oh, to Nine Inch Nails Lord. and Planet Hollywood. Woo. Two well, concerts in a week, dog. In a two totally different veins. Oh, my God. We're, yeah, we're doing uh, Imagine Dragons at Allegiant Stadium, and we're doing uh, Nine Inch Nails at the Tiny Theater at Planet Hollywood. That's and we awesome. Got, we, got, we got pit tickets as well. Oh, so. Just the, the image of you in a pit. That's oh, going to be awesome, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh man alright so anyway that's what's coming up uh, a lot going on but listen I am intrigued by this a lot going on at USC 279 I get it no titles exchanging hands uh, you know but uh, some potential real impact to the careers of rising star Hansa Shemaya future USC Hall of Famer Nate Diaz future Hall of Famer Tony Ferguson I'll just say it. future Hall of Famer Lee Jean Leong maybe yeah. I mean a Hall of Famer in my heart no, you know what I mean <laughs> D-Rod Kevin Holland I mean it's going to be a good card top that's to bottom so Please forgive me. I'm sorry. It's all good. Thanks for listening.